Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. And welcome to another edition of The Connection. I'm Ann Baldwin and Lisa DeMattis Lapore, who is the president and CEO of The Connection, couldn't be with us today because her baby's sick. Mm-hmm. But you're in good hands. Beth Connor is also here with us today from The Connection. Great to have you along, Beth. Thanks, Ann. And you know, when your babies are sick, damn it, that's a priority. Absolutely. You know, we know that. We know that as women. And we're so excited to have our special guest. Speaking of kids and babies. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Mayor Aaron Stewart is in the house. Oh boy, is this my first interview about being pregnant? Yes, it's an exclusive. It is. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> here. Yeah. Only here. Only here on The Connection will my you get the breaking in, news. I know. I dig it. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. And Inside Edition wants this clip so oh that God. they can. <laughs> so speak, go viral. speaking of which, just I want you oh to open God. your. Is this your first little gift or no? Uh, no, no, be honest. Okay, so we don't open the card. You don't have to be polite. Okay. So just look at this little thing. So as we're looking, it's so funny. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl, right? Nope, not yet. Okay. But we do know one thing. Oh, it's a Republican. It's a and- Republican, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is so cute. Thank you. Well, that's really sweet. So for our listeners, it's a, it's a, a baby blanket with a beautiful little elephant, little elephant on it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's really sweet. It's amazing. And you're going to do great. And, you know, you don't, you never skip a beat. So I'm sure that this is just going to be one added blessing, too. We will be just fine. So speaking of busy schedules, we really appreciate, truly, you coming in to be on The Connection. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of different issues. And one of the big issues that we talk about is you know, recovery and support of which, and I know that you under your leadership as mayor of the city of New Britain have been a big supporter of folks in recovery, something near and dear to my heart, uh, speaking from experience. So that's what we want to talk to you about. And, And why has this become one of your promises to the people? Yeah. So we, um, just a couple of weeks ago at one of our last city council meetings, um, we officially adopted a recovery friendly community designation. Um, and, this was after we started uh, the mayor's opioid task force and we've been doing a lot of things for people in recovery um, over it's really been the last year that we've focused a lot more on it in our community services office you know in the city of New Britain, we help, we see people day in and day out that are, are looking for help and looking for whether it's, you know, uh, help with alcohol addiction, help with narcotics addiction, um, just, just overall where to go to get sober. Um, and so 
We also saw the numbers, unfortunately, rise of those that are dying from opioid overdoses. And, you know, when I'm thinking about it, what can I do as the leader of a community to, to help, well, what can I do? I can bring attention around the subject. I can bring everyone together that has the ability to provide a support system mm-hmm. for people that are looking for help, um, and, and I can make some noise about it. And you're doing something unique because it is everywhere. It's in every community. Yeah. It's not just New Britain. It's not just, you know, Middletown. It is everywhere. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of communities don't recognize that. No. There are so many misconceptions about it. And yeah. it's not just people that are, you know, stereotypical laying on the streets and are down and out. I mean, you're talking about people with money. You're talking about people with jobs. You're talking about stay-at-home moms. I mean, it really, it's across the board here. Absolutely. So education is also a big part of it. And I know with the connection, you know, that's half the battle mm-hmm. is educating people on the stereotypes and the options. So it's true. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's happening everywhere. We're seeing people from other surrounding communities come forward as well saying how can we get our towns um, involved in some of the initiatives that we're doing Um, one of them is the hope initiative and so how did this all come to be mayor so the heroin opioid prevention and education initiative started in november of 2018 and we brought together it was our police department and some local providers but most importantly the hospital of central connecticut Mm. when you see people who we're dealing with that are overdosing they're ending up in the emergency Mm -hmm. room but oftentimes our police Police department is arresting people. They're the first responders. They are. They're the first ones there. Mm-hmm. But how can you throw someone in jail right. when you know that they have a problem and some of them are looking to get serious help for it? So we're partnered with the hospital, um, with the behavioral health uh, department at the hospital. Jessica Collins, she's just been incredible, a, a great, great partnership resource. And we trained all of our police department, our police officers, on how to deal with um coming into contact with people that are struggling with opioid addiction. Mm-hmm. Use your best judgment, right? So th- it's up to the officer's discretion. Do we want to give this person an opportunity to go get help? Here's a list of all of the sober houses that we have. How can we help link you up with it? Or am I going to throw you in jail? Right. <laughs> right? We have the partnership with the hospital. The officer will bring the, the individual to the hospital, offer them the HOPE initiative instead of going to jail afterwards. Uh, and more than nine times out of ten, someone is taking advantage of it. And so to this day, I mean, there's almost 100 individuals that we've been able to help keep out of jail mm. and get them into some type of program that will help them with their addiction. Um, and, and it's been a very nice thing. But other towns are joining in with us as well. That's great. And and this is important. It's a, it's a whole different approach yeah. to working with individuals. Uh, locking people up does not solve the situ- situation. Getting them the help that they need to recover and to move on uh, does. Uh, We see in our programs, you know, many, if not most of the clients that we serve have had substance abuse issues and they've ended up in prison and they've ended up in bad situations because of it. And it's how do you break that cycle? Yeah. Right. And uh, is it the punitive, is, you know, punitive punishment the answer or is treatment the answer? And we find that treatment and support always wins. And if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Mayor Erin Stewart Extraordinaire, and uh, she's serving now her fourth term as mayor of New Brighton, doing a fabulous job. And I love what you said, Erin. You know, it's like, as you do with The Connection, you have to share resources. The work has been done. It's a, it's a cookie cutter that's already been designed, so why not give it to somebody else? If it's working here, it can work in other places. But, you know, i got to give you a little credit here for this because you do this all the time. You create programs, you, you create initiatives, and everybody wants to be like you. 
everybody wants to be like New Britain. Take so wh- it. If it works, take it. Right. I don't care. You know, I, I think sometimes people get so caught up in like, oh, I want all the credit for right. everything. Right. I don't care. If you're helping people, take what we've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a working model. You can have it. Same thing with our homeless initiative too. Um, and, and that was the Building Hope Together, which was the New Britain's permanent work plan and homelessness. Mm-hmm. That model was actually replicated statewide with the, the coordinated access networks and bringing all the different partners to the table. If it works, take it. You don't need to give me a plaque or awesome. give me a trophy. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. the, the, the reward in that is seeing people get help. Yeah. And, and, and they're being me- these are measured results. And that's the other correct. thing. So you're probably sitting out there listening to the show with Beth Connor, myself, and Mayor Stewart and saying, well, why do I care? Well, why do you care? Because this impacts you, listeners. It impacts whether you're addicted or not. You know someone who is. um, You know someone who needs help. It's improving our communities because it's a stressor on all of us. It's it's good for the economy. It's good for quality of life and everything else. Right, Mayor? But you have to listen, you know, to some of these staggering numbers, right? So from 2012 to June of 2018, there was 4,544 overdose deaths in Connecticut alone. Mm -hmm. The average age of that individual who's passing away is 40 two years old and mainly from heroin and fentanyl but Connecticut's one of the top 10 states in the nation for drug overdoses and that's why this is so important 2017 was so far our our worst year with over a thousand deaths in that year alone Um, and to talk about it from a city of New Britain perspective in 2018 we had 202 overdoses Um, so for us that's that that's staggering. That's it scary. Mm-hmm. We need to do something to to address that. And it seems like the individuals it's affecting are getting younger and younger. Right. And from my perspective, you know, I have friends that this is, I mean, I have had friends die. I had no idea mm-hmm. that they even had a problem um, until I'm reading their obituary in the paper and I'm looking at it like, oh my God, like I, I, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not people that, that you would expect. What if I'm coming from another town or city in Connecticut and want to learn more? So we have a city website that we have been working on. Um, it's newbritnct.gov um, and it's uh, backslash opioid and that's going to give a complete listing of all of the services that we have including the HOPE initiative. So newbritnct.gov slash opioid um, and eventually we're going to have a whole new website that's coming up soon. We're redesigning the whole thing oh. but for right now it's a list of all the resources um, that we have. The new site that we have, um, we're very lucky, uh, we applied for a Department of Public Health grant. It's called the Overdose to Data Action Grant, and the city just received a $650,000 award um, over the next two years. It's a federal came from the federal government from the Center for Disease Control, but for the next two years, we can focus on um, data collection uh, and really narrowing down um, results. Mm-hmm. Right, so everything has to be driven by data. It's got to yes. be results based, um, but that grant is going to allow us to pay for a new website. It's going to allow us to create a whole new system. Um, that will be a, a first of its kind, and it, it's kind of exciting. Um, it, just the brevity of what's going to to happen here. If you let's say that you had an, an overdose, Anne, and um, you know you were treated by New Britain EMS, and they gave you Narcan to bring you back to life right? It goes in our new system that we're going to create. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to the hospital. The hospital can access into this system and put in the type of care that you received at the hospital. But then let's say you get referred to um, a, a sober home. Mm-hmm. Let's say um, and you were going to spend a couple of days there. They have access to this. So they can. So we can track you along your journey. Sharing documents. Yeah. Yes. Almost and like with a HIPAA. health home. Yes. Right. It's, you know. it's wow. HIPAA friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone 
have to oh, agree yeah. on it and sign off. Right. Um, but we want to be able to follow you on your journey to figure out, you know, where can we meet you? Where, what are you ready to do? Not everyone's going to be ready to go into sober housing. Right. Um, and, and you have to understand that when you're, when you're helping or trying to help someone with an addiction problem, you have to meet them where they are. Absolutely. Uh, we say that all the time, don't uh-huh. we? Yep, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, speaking of Narcan, I'm sure that that has helped save lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, I've also um, talked to some first responders that have shared with me their stories about they'll give somebody a dose of Narcan and two minutes later, you know, that person's back with a needle in their arm. So while it's a quick fix, to your point, Mayor, and to what you already know, Beth, is it's got to get to the next step. You've got to get help. You've got to, but more importantly, you've got to want it. Right. Some folks do look at it as preventative. So they, you know, they may use and say, if it gets that bad, I'm going to get Narcan and I'll be fine again, which is not the mindset, obviously. Um, So we do have a, a little bit of work to do to sort of shift and that's where education ideas mm-hmm. yeah yes. that's where education is key yes. um but you know okay so I, i'm fitless i'm no expert right and i don't do this for a living i just know what's right is right it's yeah. taken a lot for me to become educated on uh, all of these th- the things that go into proper treatment mm-hmm. for those with issues and terminology and everything oh my else. gosh yeah. yes um right. i've been learning a lot um and one of the things that i I did struggle with this, and it's probably important for me to talk about um, because I'm still kind of struggling with it, Um, a clean needle exchange Mm -hmm, program. mm -hmm. So I, when this was first brought to me, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm, well, it's I'm, scary. I'm an enabler. Does that make me an right. enabler if I support something like this? But I think I had to certainly take a step back and look at the struggles that an individual is going through and say, well, they're going to keep using. So do I, if they keep using, they're going to be, they have the potential to spread all disease, mm-hmm. to, to catch hepatitis, all of these things mm-hmm. that go into those dirty needles. It, do I support something like this? And I'm going to the pros and the cons and I met with everybody and, you know, all the, the Greater Hartford Harm Reduction uh, Coalition and, and all these organizations that provide a clean needle exchange and you actually learn that um, how much or how, what a benefit it is or what a benefit it, it could be to those in your community that are suffering because you can also they develop relationships with individuals, right, that are giving them these There you needles. go. I never thought about so that. So when mm-hmm. they're ready for help, yeah. they know exactly who to You've go to. You've planted the seed with that individual. It's outreach. Right. Wow. I never even thought of it from that perspective. That's so it's interesting. Like, but it's crazy because I, know. I, I never, you know, yeah. it's just, it's not... You don't automatically feel comfortable with right. It's like all. right. It's like birth control for high school girls. I mean, you want to you want to give them birth control so sure. they don't have babies, or do you want them? They're going to do it anyway, and do you want them to have babies? Right. I mean, this right. is where society is at today. Yeah. So, so ultimately, so we do. We have a partnership now with Greater um, Hartford Harm Reduction Coalition, and also I think um, AIDS uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and they are providing clean needle exchange programs. And you would never know that they're there. It's not like they have this big. You know, they're not advertising. Right. No flashing um, neon right? lights. Right. No flashing. <laughs> Right. Lights. Um, they're going to where people are uh-huh. uh, and providing the service and also providing help. And, and again, another piece of outreach for those that are, are looking for help. Different pathways to recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I know, Erin, firsthand that you do your homework. You and I sat on the board for a while of uh, Community Mental Health Associates. Um, so you do do your homework. You do listen to people. You're open to, I mean, you're very opinionated. But you know what? Oh, you're, am I? I'm just kidding. <laughs> at least, at least, as long as I'm not, that's all that matters. But, um, you know, you also are very sensible and will listen to 
you know, people make a good argument for or against something and you take it and that's why you've got a council and that's why you've got good people around you as well. Yeah. You don't make these decisions in isolation. No. You know, no, you, you are can't. the mayor, but you've got pe- good people around you. Like any good, successful business corporation, yep. it's not just the leader it's everybody else just like at the top lisa lisa dematis lapore who has started it at the connection you know as a caseworker and now she's president and ceo and she the amazing changes and lives that she saved and that generational cycle yeah that's being broken sure we talk about it all the time that's what it is how do you break it how do you get to people with one individual so right so people have to decide i'm the one to make that change yeah and then successive generations will follow. Right, right. So another thing that we established too in New Britain, aside from the Opioid Task Force and the HOPE Initiative, um, we just recently kind of brought back together our local prevention council. Now every town has one. Ours was kind of, eh, it wasn't really functioning. So I kind of kicked everybody off and brought a whole new life into that. Um, And so got a new administrator, brought all new people, and that's okay. Sometimes things need to change in order to function more effectively. And our local prevention council, Council is, is, they are already doing um, incredible work in tandem with all the different task forces that I have. Um, And, you know, their main goal is to prevent um, a drug use amongst our youth population, too. So they're going to be doing a lot with our schools. A lot of education. Um, A lot of education, yes. Because what we're, unfortunately, what we're seeing is a lot of our students, the opioid epidemic is affecting their parents. And so they're bringing that to school with them. And, you know, it's we have to start teaching these things. We have to start teaching about it in school. And I don't think that we're focusing enough No, and they say, well, it's too early. It's never too early because they might have older siblings. You don't know yes. what their situation is at home. So I have to ask you one political question. I said I wouldn't, but I'm going <laughs> to Sure. All right. So legislative session starts up and legalization in marijuana, medical marijuana, that's at the top of uh, yeah. this guy's list. Are you for it or against it? Oh, man. So it's a, honestly, I don't have a yes or a no. Okay. Right. And I, I really don't because I'm torn on that. Right. Sure. Okay. If you can. Yeah. If you legalize it. Okay, great. Yeah. I know everyone's looking at it as a way to make more money. Oh, sure. We'll put yeah, the money course. in the schools. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, right. But at the same time, you know, it, it goes back to what we just talked about, being an enabler. Like, are uh-huh. you being an enabler? Or right. is it that they're doing it anyways and we're just going to take away, we already took away the criminal aspect of it. Right. So, but when you talk about it from a local prevention council standpoint, everything nationwide is pushing against legalizing yeah. marijuana. Um, but I also do know the amount of people that do use it. Yeah, right. So it's like, right. but the state also can't ever make up its mind what they want the bill to look like. So sometimes it's, it's you know, it's written one way and then it's like, oh, just kidding. Well, we're going to kind of half legalize it. But what I will tell you is that everyone's going to Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and New York and yep. buying it it's anyways all and us. bringing it here. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Frontier now has direct flights out of Bradley. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to put everybody's ass that supports <laughs> this on a plane. I'll pay for the plane. I'll yeah. pay for everybody's ticket, all of you lawmakers, okay? Yeah. And I want to take you back to my home state of Colorado. Yeah. And I want you to hang out there for a day, downtown, anywhere, any yeah. of the suburbs, and see how bad it is. See, I I would love, honestly, I'd love to be on that All flight right. too. Because Let's go. I, I yeah. want to. You won't believe it. It I has ruined see. that state. I mean, are they making boatloads of money? Yeah. Property values have skyrocketed. Yeah. But it is I am ashamed of my home really? state of Colorado. So you know what, folks, if you're considering it, I think you need to do a little field trip. 
yeah. to Colorado and then come back and tell me and what it all comes back to like what we've, we were just talking about, right? Research, hearing everybody's, uh-huh. hearing all sides, looking yep. at the data. Um, and I think that's a big piece of it. Sure, it might be the easiest thing to say, yeah, sure, let's legalize recreational pot. Okay. Um, but what is the overarching impact that that's going to have? And we do have to look at the precedents because other states have legalized it. Right. We've so got to look what? At, but we've got to look at what's happening there. You know what? we got to do what everybody else does? You no, but we can learn. We can learn from these other states. Positive and negative. There is no positive. So, I, I, you know, I, you talk to these kids, many I, of them who are addicted. I think they can say, marijuana was my first. Well, alcohol and marijuana were my first drugs of choice. Sure. Gateway drugs. Gateway drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have to tell a story about this because this just happened at New Britain High School just a couple weeks ago. Okay. We had a couple of students that came down to the nurse's office, right, and they were so sick, and so you know, automatically think, oh, the kids have the flu. They what? They're throwing mm-hmm. up. They're out. They're so out of it. Just like brownies. It was, and really? so wait, <laughs> nothing's changed since so, I was in high school, <laughs> but they ate the brownies. They came from Massachusetts, a friend of them imported, imported goods, right? From wow. across the line, <laughs> illegal goods from across the border. Um, so they, they, a friend of theirs brought them in from Massachusetts. They had no idea what they were eating. It was 400 milligram brownies oh. and the kids ate half of them right each. So it's 200 milligrams that they ate a piece and then they were totally out of, they had to all go to the hospital to get their stomachs pumped. Did they know what they, they were, were eating? Uh, no. Oh, well, well, they knew man. that they were eating pot brownies. Oh, they did. But I don't, they, they obviously didn't know the, uh, the effect. Right. Or how much they were eating. So again, wow. I just Education. Say, Education. Right. That's that's unbelievable. And, you know, it just uh, – there's got to be other ways. You know, I, I won't even get into the politics. You know, cut spending and do some of the other stuff, big well, guy up there, than, than legalizing marijuana. I'm telling you. No one ever has, wants to cut spending. No, I know. <laughs> I know, but it's just it, – That's the, that because you know why? Because that's the difficult way to do things because you have to make tough decisions. Exactly. Right? And right. This think, is the easy way out. Yep. That's what bothers me is I don't think that you should legalize marijuana just because it's the easy way out to, to find more money. revenue. Absolutely. It's not yep. the right reason to do it. Yep. Yeah, and my my editorial opinion is the money won't end up where they say it's going to go anyway. It so never does. never does, whether it's tolls or whether it's uh, you know legalizing marijuana. And speaking for us nonprofits, we need that money to put oh into gosh. prevention yes. and to treatment and to recovery. Um, but so. the big lobby will give you money for that, just like Big Tobacco did. Okay, so here's some money for you to help fight this thing that we're getting everybody to do. So they'll they'll throw you a bone and you'll say, oh, here's some money. You know, it's it's. <laughs> It's just such a shell yeah. game. It's such a shell game. <laughs> it's so it, it's awfully frustrating. It is awfully. So what else is going on that you want to talk about? What can you tell our listeners? What's I mean, other than you're going to be parents. Of, I know. And your two little kitty cats. They're yeah. going to be mad. Oh, man. I watched. Uh, I know. They're going to be jealous. You know what I watched last night? I was up all night. I watched that uh, Netflix documentary. Did you ever watch oh. um, Don't Don't Mess With Cats? Don't ma- no. No. I heard that someone, they mistreat cats though, right? Yes. Oh. See, I couldn't I watch couldn't that. Watch that no. I couldn't either. You know what? I hate cats. But I, I still wouldn't watch that. Your oh, cats yeah. are cute, though. You're well, my cat lady. What it was really all about was it was about how everything that you post on the internet can be dissected and how people can, you know, find you and track you through the things that you post on social it's media. True. And so this was all about this guy who posts videos of, of not nice things to, to cats, right? He's killing them. Um, and they dissected every little thing in the, the room that it happened in to pinpoint the exact location of where the apartment was to, like, to find him so that he couldn't keep doing it and and they knew that you know oh if you keep doing things like that eventually it's going to be a person and it was 
and he he did and but they weren't able to find him in time but it's just a fascinating documentary about how everything we post on the internet yeah. um, can really be tracked well you well yeah or, or you know can can create a firestorm <laughs> tim stewart <So. laughs> well i told my father at the state of the union this year he wasn't allowed to be on facebook and my mom had his he phone said he was a good boy he was and i'm like my that's mom no had his fun <laughs> yeah state of the union i'm always sitting there on facebook waiting for tim to chime in on you know great things but he he just he's like i was a good boy today <laughs> oh my gosh all right so tell folks again we're, we're out of time here mayor so yeah. people want more information whether you want to become a, a partner yeah. a community partner or you know someone out there that's looking for resources where can they find that Absolutely. on the hope initiative they can find us at newbritainct.gov opioid or they can contact me directly and i'll be more than happy to more the merrier on our task forces um, everyone can provide an, an outlet and and provide support and we're really happy to, to do that well thanks for coming in today and sharing the great work that you're doing thanks so much and i hope more people take it and replicate it take my plan Absolutely. it works yeah yeah <laughs> isn't she great she's awesome just take it <laughs> you are yeah i mean you're you're fantastic you're a good leader you're a good person and i just like your approach to to what you're doing and you talk about proven results my business is here in new britain i came back what Woo-hoo. four years ago yeah and started 22 years ago in the same building. And I can't believe the notable difference in the great things that are going on in this community. So a lot of that goes off to you, your administration, your council, you. you know, and, and the citizens of New Britain who want it to be a better place. So thank you. Thank you. All right. And thank you, Beth. This has been fun. Thanks, Sam. What do we want to do now? We want to thank our listeners for tuning in to this edition of The Connection. On WTIC News Talk 1080. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.